Did you do like some game day food? Did you do some wings? Did you do some? Did you? Did you I made a big. Did you? Did you let our bracket decide what you ate for your game day food? No, I made a really big breakfast, and then um, later on in the day, I uh, I just did. I like ordered a pizza. Nice. So I mean, that's um, that's classic. I, I like I that. pizza as well. That's yep. solid. I went very uh, classic for the Northwestern game. I made some uh, homemade biscuits and gravy. Always bomb. Nice. And then uh, we had so we ordered some wings for lunch. So we did some uh, some wings. So nice little food. But, solid. Uh, week zero in the books. Week zero. Look, it felt so good just to have college football on TV again. Like that's the games weren't, weren't that awesome. Um, we didn't have any big marquee matchups, obviously. Hey, but hey, just being able to wake up and Charlotte FAU. That's a, that's big time for, I mean, look, regional. it's, it's marquee, you know, depending on, on what, your opinion on what the, <laughs> the definition of the word marquee means, but it, it felt good just to wake up and turn on game day, which by the way, was weird. They were doing a zoom game day instead of having people in person like we are now and it was super awful they're doing a throwback and to two years ago pretending we ever was COVID again exactly and yeah. so and i'm sure obviously week one and that'll be different but there was no big games and they weren't going to fly the whole game day crew to uh to dublin apparently and so um but it just felt so good to have football to watch and to have it kind of stretch throughout the day where we get the 10 a.m games and then we cap it off with Hawaii Vandy at 8.30. Like, oh, man, it just feels so good to have it back. Uh, definition and, of marquee. I looked it up, and I think that uh, we're looking uh, M-A-R-Q-U-E-E, right? Marquee matchup? Yeah, I mean, I don't think we were asking for the spelling. We were looking for the <laughs> definition. Well, but I'm making sure I got the right word here because here we go. It's a canopy projecting over the entrance to a theater, leading <laughs> or preeminent. I, I think, think you spelled it wrong. I think that's the, no, no I think leading preeminent. or preeminent. Yeah. yeah. The preeminent matchup, marquee. I don't like yeah. that word. We should start using a different word. But either way, that's the definition for it. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, look, we didn't we didn't have the matchups, but we did pick up where we left off last last season, which is Tyler's bets were on fire or were on fire, and mine were a dumpster fire. So <laughs> Tyler gets the bet board victory. We should just start there. He's now he starts the season one and zero on the bet board. One and zero. All four. I mean, look at these. Tyler gave out. Uh, four uh picks. Yeah, four. On, on yeah, four podcast. best bets essentially. That they, they count. No, Northwestern, FAU, UConn, and Illinois all hit and hit huge. Uh, Northwestern was an outright dog, double digit dog. They win. FAU hammers. Uh, UConn was a twenty eight point dog, and they they went out to a fourteen nothing lead. I think they kept it to within like seventeen or twenty. Yeah, and Illinois just destroyed Wyoming. Uh, the only pick that I gave out to one was Nevada. Everything else was a loser. And um, yeah, I mean, like, what, what, what can we say if not for uh, you're, you bet professionally and I just love watching college football. No, for <laughs> sure. For sure. And look, I mean, this is often sport to sport. I know last year you did get off to a good start, but I always say this, like traditionally soccer, hockey, basketball, football, baseball, I always do well early in the season because what you find is People who are betting into the market and the, the sports books who open the lines themselves, they use a lot of stuff based on last year. And so handicapping comes in, you know, teams are different. And yeah. I, I feel like, like, like you said, Will, you're a diehard. You watch every week. You can probably name most players on most teams. But like, I feel like a lot of people got into the trap of like Northwestern, bad year last year. Look at the matchup with Nebraska last year. And, you know, that was a lot of the handicaps. But things have changed. These teams are drastically different. And so keeping that in mind now, as we approach week one, week two, I think that's good for the audience to remember. You know, when you're handicapping these games, things have changed. And if you do a little bit of homework, it's more than, 
who's back? You know, do do we love do we love a team? Do we love a coach? You know, uh, uh, well, I think we'll get some more really good opportunities coming up this week, uh, week one. Well, you said, I mean, look, Northwestern is drastically different. I don't think Nebraska is drastically different. This looks like the exact same Nebraska team from last year that just couldn't win games. Yeah, and, uh, and by the way, can I say something about that? Everyone yeah. on Twitter. It seems like, and it's like half the staff from Barstool, all these professionals on Twitter who gave out Nebraska. It's like making excuses about Scott Frost, about how inept he can be, about how he gives games away. It's like everyone knew who they were betting on. This is the same guy who he has been for the last, I mean, he had an elite team at UCF. I know he won some games going away there, but I've said this for a while now, and I said it on my podcast, you know, Sports Betting Daily. I said it on this last week. It's like, there's a reason why he was in these close games. Now, do we expect Scott Frost to go like any other coach, 50-50 over the course of, you know, lifetime or whatever it is in those close games? Yeah, of course. But maybe there's a reason why he always finds himself in these close games. He can't ever pull For away. Sure. He can't ever. It is a testament that he stays in the games when he's behind, but you got to be able to pull away. And he didn't do that. So for everyone bitching about Scott Frost and all this, it's like everyone knew exactly what they were getting into. Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong, producer Ryan here. Uh, uh, there were no coaching changes in between last show and the game, right? Nothing changed. Well, the- well I, I don't think that the people that bet on Scott Frost would have bet on him onside kicking up 11 points. But that's part of the whole <laughs> what, thing. What are you doing? That's part that, of that is, so, that, that is the worst coaching decision I've seen. Okay. Uh, in a two, long time. two things. One, I agree. It's well, maybe three things. I agree. It's a bad decision, but that's part of everything. If he's going to make that decision, that goes into our process of saying, "I'm betting on this coach. He could be a wild card and do some crazy stuff." Like, like sure, sure. Well, well, and I and I guess being five and what twenty one in one possession games. Um, to to quote, uh, uh, I think it was Dennis Reed. He is who we thought he is. Right, right. <laughs> right. And, and, and look, if you're going to bet on him. Traditionally, yeah, looking five back, and twenty-one is 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 what you're betting on. I agree with right, that. And, and last and year they were they were really good against the spread because they were constantly big underdogs. But this was the first game where we're talking about they went in you know 11, 13 point favorites, and that you're that you're right. That should have been a red flag. Um, and, and you're both right. Tyler is definitely right. Like he is who this is the Nebraska team. This is what you get. This is this is what it is. And that 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 obviously that call factors into just what Scott Frost is and what you're getting when you bet on Nebraska. But, the, but, but look, I but think historically, if you go back and look like the last five years, let's say, OK, a little sample size and you go back and look five years and take all the 13 point favorites or many, maybe any team that we deem to be in that window, right? Like a 12, 13, 14 point favorite. They should all be able to withstand an onside kick that doesn't go their way. They should all right. be able to withstand a a review that doesn't go your way. Like these things, it shouldn't be so finicky to where one thing doesn't go your way and then you lose the game outright as a 13-point favorite, right? right. So like like at some point there's excuses and it's just like or at some point it was a it was a, a bad line and a bad number you know so right. so I, I think yeah. that they just didn't they got to get past that stuff yeah the onside kick wasn't great but you got to get past it you're a 13 sure. point favorite you're up 11 points that shouldn't let you know make you crumble you're definitely right and, and everyone is focused on the onside kick because it was a stupid 
call and it killed the but momentum. Will, They'd just gotten back in the game. Everyone's focused on that because that's what's easy. That's what pops no, out. No, no, no. Right. I know. Right. You're not understanding what I'm saying. I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying right, everyone's right, focused right. on that. And yes, maybe that cost them the win. It certainly didn't cost them the cover. They wouldn't, uh, at this point, I don't think that anyone could argue that, hey, they were just going to cover that spread if they, if they get that onside kick or if they don't take the onside kick. Maybe right. it did cost them a game. Maybe it didn't. Maybe they were going to lose regardless. I mean, the, their defense was terrible. Their defensive line play was horrible. They never got to the quarterback. They were letting Nebraska break up, or excuse, uh, Northwestern break off run plays all day long. Uh, you know, Casey Thompson, who looked great to start, came out in the second half, once took a couple hits, started to play terrible. And so, you know, I, I think that um, this is uh, for sure just more about who Nebraska is and that they have a ton of problems. And and Scott Frost has to turn this around now or he's going to be yeah. gone fast. OK, but, but let's- well, I, I, I think that it's Nebraska's fault is being overblown and Northwestern isn't getting enough credit. Right. I, sure. agree too. I agree with North that Western too. Northwestern looked great. Helinski yeah. looked awesome. Uh, and he was a guy who really struggled last year and didn't look good. They were much more disciplined and just better coached by far. Um, and so, but let's yeah. not overreact to this. Okay. You know, what's going to happen now is next week. Nebraska is going to have value and everyone's going to want to bet on Northwestern. This is the problem <laughs> sure. that everybody gets into. It's always hindsight. It's always everyone. Now you should hear the way people talk about Nebraska. The same people lining up to bet Nebraska minus 13. Look at last year, Alabama, Georgia. Everyone in the world wants to bet Alabama, what, or Georgia, what, minus seven in the SEC championship. They lose outright. And then everyone wants to bet Alabama in, in, in the title game. It's like, why? Because that's what everyone just saw. So, so it's never as drastic, right? One game magnifies a lot. Some teams look good. Some teams look bad. It's never. It's usually somewhere in the middle, right? So For I don't sure. think I don't yeah. think Nebraska's that uh, that bad. I don't think Northwestern's that great. It's 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 right. somewhere in the middle. And yeah, I mean, look, I Nebraska is a team that when they're underdogs, I'm probably going to be all over them because they've proven that right. they can hang in games, right? They haven't found a way to win them, but <laughs> yeah, they can certainly they it. can certainly hang in games. <laughs> exactly. and they've, they did it all last year against really good teams, and you know, I, there still is. You can see the potential. That's I think that's what people buy into with the hype so much is like you see like oh wow they can. They can put it together for a quarter, but they just can't put it together for all four. And that's and that's ultimately who they are, right? Like that's why you can't just blindly bet them. And and ultimately, to Smitty's point, like I think my bet on Nebraska was less about Nebraska, and it was more that I had no faith in who in what Northwestern was going to be. And they they brought it up in the game, and it, and it's interesting to look at that. It turns out like you could basically just blindly bet Northwestern in even years and bet against <laughs> yeah. them in odd years. And that too. Great. It's just an up and down uh, ride for Northwestern yeah. over the last like six years and, and, and odd numbered years uh, they're terrible. And in even numbered years, they're, they're pretty good. And that to me just means that they're one of those teams that kind of relies on certain factors and they're not going to have it every year. So going forward with Nebraska and teams like Nebraska, if, if everything were normal behind the scenes with the coaching staff, Nebraska would be a team I'd want to bet on. But for the reason of they've been here before, it's kind of part of, part of Scott Frost's narrative and that culture right now. Do the wheels start coming off? Do they start pointing fingers? Do, 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 you know, so that's why I'm hesitant is if it were a normal team, normal situation, it's usually a bet on team, but you wonder, is the losing going to affect them and add to more losing more than it would for like an average team in that situation? So I guess we'll take Nebraska game by game, but uh, don't overreact everyone. I mean, you know, Nebraska is not the worst team in the, in the big 10 all of a sudden. 
Yeah, well, and it is just kind of weird. Like, um, for a guy like Scott Frost, who is like the offensive guy, everywhere he's been, he's been the guy calling the plays. For him to bring in Mark Whipple, a completely new system, and give up the power completely, you almost wonder if that factored into his decision to make that onside kick. Because <laughs> right. now all of a sudden he's going, hey, now I can influence the game more. I'm not the one calling plays. Ooh, let me just make this call that'll be really big and we'll go for this onside kick and it'll get us the win. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it, to me, it feels like. Uh, a dangerous situation because whenever you have these coaches that it's never a good sign when you have like the defensive head coach who takes over the play calling duties or the guy who has the play calling duties and under pressure gives them up. Usually things don't go well in those situations in the long term. But at the the same time, I mean, if, if they complete that outside kick, the whole narrative changes, right? Right. right. But it's so, 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 so today, Scott Frost would be a genius if they get that onside kick and go <laughs> right. by three scores. Yeah. You know, it's just so risky, though. So I, I was. Uh, oh yeah, very but, but, but think about that Super Bowl that Sean Payton with yeah. the New Orleans Saints did the exact same thing, and it, it turned out to be the biggest play almost in Super Bowl history. So right, there's a great story. Jimmy Johnson when he used to coach the Cowboys. And there would be new coaches who would come on and they'd ask one key piece of advice when you're going to be a head coach in the future. And he'd always tell them, have your team be the least penalized team. Penalties will get you fired. And they go, why is that? And it's because if a right tackle misses his block, if there's a dropped assignment, if if there's something that happens in the X's and O's, the owners can't tell that. The fans can't tell that. When there's a penalty, everyone sees it. When there's an onside kick missed, everyone sees it. So I think that Scott Frost is not being intuitive enough to say, what's the risk? What's the reward? If I miss this, it's going to look really, really bad. And as I said, that's what coaches should think about. You don't get fired. You know, you get a little leeway where it's here or there. Again, right tackles, missing assignments here or there. You don't get – it, it's hard for – in the NFL owners and, and in, in – <laughs> you know, ADs in college to keep you around if you're committing penalties or doing bonehead onside kicks. So that's something to think about. If everyone sees it, if it's right there, it's a risky, risky call. So I, I also think that it, his, his bed's kind of already made. I mean, if Nebraska went undefeated this year, I still think his job would be on the line. Well, I don't know about mm. that. I think that they want it to work. I think that they really want things to work with. Now, wasn't there some turmoil in the offseason? Like, didn't he get in? Yeah, they, there was like an NCAA investigation into um, like some of their staffing hires, I believe, and like certain guys that are supposed to be analysts being coaching on the field, which is against the rules. And it was initiated by the university. And so, again, it's very similar to what's going on with in Auburn with Brian Harson, where the administration clearly is not supporting the head coach here. And even though like when he's not helping himself out either, no, not at all. And and like Scott Frost, like, you know, he played there, he won there. He's like a legend there. And I actually feel like the fans love him. They want him to win it. Like it kind of reminds me actually of what was going on at Michigan with Jim Harbaugh until last year, where all of a sudden he breaks through has the big year and now he's got the support again. But I, you know, I think there's still a chance that Nebraska could turn this around and win seven or eight games. And I think that'd actually be a very good, uh, like a super good, you know, uh, season for them. And I think he would maybe get extended at that point, but not a great start to lose this one um, to Northwestern. And it's, you're right. All, all it does is, is feed, um, you know, the, the hot seat narrative that's already out there and he's got a long way to go and they're going to have to f- clean some things up, especially side note though, with the game being in uh, Ireland, love the scene there in Dublin, 
you know, they had the thing where the internet went out, so they were giving free beer to everyone. The beer so they, was uh, epic. Yeah, they had That's giant right. lines at, at, at the, uh, to get beer. They had a beer snake that went all the way up to the second deck, which was so cool. Like, great scene. And shout out to, like, the Nebraska fans who travel. Yeah. There, there were some Northwestern yeah. fans, too, but it was a much – it was very heavy on the Nebraska side for them to travel to uh, to Ireland to go see that game. Like, just awesome. And I actually loved – like a lot of times when they do these kind of gimmicky games, like I don't love when they do the pinstripes bowl and they play it at Yankee stadium. So I think it looks stupid to have a football game on, you know, a baseball diamond or whatever. Um, but to have this game in Ireland, it actually was a cool scene. The stadium was mostly full. Uh, it was loud there. Like it, uh, I, I thought it was pretty sweet. It was awesome. I had a lot of fun watching it and it was a great way to kick things off. In For Ireland, sure. you know, I was doing my Irish accent the whole game, you know, let's go. <laughs> Not, not, not your, not your worst. I'll give you that. Oh, Patty Fitzgerald. You kind of went Minnesotan there. Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. It sounds like you're Irish Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Tyler gets the the bedboard victory. So congratulations there. You're you're one and zero, a hot start. I gotta I gotta come through it. Look, it's week zero, so it only technically counts, but it does count. And so I'm hoping for a big turnaround for week one. But uh, your picks were on fire around the around the board. I mean, you look at the rest of the games, you know, UConn, um, who obviously is, is not going to be a good team. They're really just looking to gain some momentum under new head coach uh, Jim Mora Jr. And they had a really hot start and they stayed close to Utah State, which, you know, by all accounts is a, you know, like a decent team. And so for them to stay close, that, that was fantastic. Uh, the Illinois game, Illinois just put it on Wyoming. Yeah. Uh, Chase Brown looks awesome. One, that's the one where you almost went against me blindly. Remember, Will said, "Hey, whatever he picks, I might go the other way." And then he, and then he well, came. thankfully, you gave a really good breakdown, and you were you were right on. I mean, the the running game was huge. Uh, Wyoming is just looking like a team that's going to struggle even in the Mountain West. Uh, yeah, going their forward. offense is pretty poor. And we'll see how things shake out for Illinois in the Big Ten. But um, you know, I don't think that they're really going to compete in the Big Ten West. But again, uh, we're we're going to see what happens there. Um, you know, FAU just clobbered Charlotte, and that was only like a seven-point spread, right, Tyler? Uh, yeah, seven points. Yeah, yeah. and they put it, they put it on them. Um, Nevada beating New Mexico State was the only game I picked that they covered, and thank God for that. But <laughs> uh, you know, ultimately things capped off with with Vandy and Hawaii, and wow, I mean, Tyler, you almost picked Vandy, and I, I love betting Hawaii on the Big Island. But with yeah, yeah, what happened team, there? Are you will you? Yeah, that team performed. I actually going to be a stay away from me forever. Yeah, I might get some audio to play for our next show. <laughs> I liked the two and a half. Like this whole. Can this be a You're lesson? Always running will, out of teams will, to bet on. I don't understand. When are you going to learn that lines are never that wrong? Like when are you going to learn that when you look at a line, you go, "Oh, this is the stupidest line I've ever seen." Like. It's, it's, it, well, you wait, ask so if they weren't that wrong, then how come they lost by 53 points and it was a and it was an 11 point spread? Because it's one game. That's the idea. Is maybe it was off by two or three points, but it's never off by that much. And so if they were to play, that's that's what I'm talking about, right? This is the Alabama Georgia thing again. If they were to play tomorrow, most people would say, right. "Oh, what should the spread be? It should be 21." No, the yeah, spread should probably the, be 14. The difference is that historically Hawaii has been really good week one when they play at home against team. They upset teams constantly. If you look historically over the last 15, 20 years, whenever a team travels look, to all, Hawaii, I'm just saying, all game I'm one saying, on the big Island, they do really well. And for them to, to get destroyed. All I'm saying by is we got to stop saying stuff like 
it's nine, but I would take it at three or whatever. We got to stop saying stuff like that. It's just crazy. No, I'll never it's stop. You're asking I know me you're not. When I'm not. I know you're not. I know you're not. It's going to be 30 years from now. I'm going to be up, you know, double on the bed board. And I was going to be saying the same tired yeah, well, is things you that you are now. for a living and I do it for entertainment. But don't for you want to get better? Like, I'm trying to, don't you want to like get better? Yeah, but don't you want to have some fun too, Tyler? There, there, there's a balance. Winning money, I think, is fun. Will, that is Will's fun. big into charity. That's yeah, for yeah sure. exactly. <laughs> well, Vandy, I mean, 35 points in just the third quarter alone. Uh, that's a massive win. Uh, you know, 63-10, and obviously, we don't expect Vandy to certainly have any kind of big year in the SEC. So for them to get a big win in Clark Lee's first game uh, on the road like that, and frankly, an environment where a lot of teams struggle uh, which is on the road at Hawaii. I, you know, I thought it was awesome for them. And if you're a Commodores fan, you don't get a lot of them. So to get that one, uh, it's got to feel good. Commodores, they're back winning the SEC. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what if Clark Lee's prediction came true in like four <laughs> years from now, they win the SEC and they're in the playoffs. I'm in. I already um, got a lot of black and gold. I'm in. I'm halfway there. <laughs> I love it. I mean, you know, we didn't have many games there for, for week zero, but again, to be able to just sit on the couch and enjoy college football and, and see some of the scenes out there. Uh, it was so much fun. And I can't wait for, for week one where we have now a full slate of college football. I'm going to have to have all, you know, all four screens up and I got to figure out how I'm going to navigate, you know, this, my new streaming difficulties, but <laughs> it may just be that, that I got to suck it up and, and buy a, you uh, have to, yep. just yeah, get because I got to go four screens. And so I, I can't wait for week one. And we have a lot of fun games. We're going to be breaking down on Wednesday show, obviously. And, I got to get back in this bet board uh, competition. I got, I got to show up for week one and, and it may just come down to, uh, you know, putting in some extra time because Tyler, you're, you're on, you're four and oh now uh, with your picks that you've given out and over the 4,000 mark. If you would have bet every one of my picks, this whole show, now you're up uh, like 4,200 bucks. Yeah, it's like I mean, 123.77 and uh, five. It's big time. At at some point, I I am truly considering because if things just continue to teeter, um, or or not even teeter, if they just continue to plummet, I'm gonna have to go with the Costanza method at some point <laughs> and just go with whatever my gut feeling is and what team I'm sure is gonna win. I I pick blindly the opposite. I go with the opposite of my instinct because if my instincts are so wrong, then the opposite has to we be have right. to be right. <laughs> and I may need you, to. Start- you know something's wrong when you start thinking like George Costanza. <laughs> no, but again, like the the Costanza method is sound from a philosophical standpoint. If your if your instincts are always wrong, then the opposite has to be right. Yeah, and, true, it, yeah. and it truly may be something to where if come week three, I'm just getting clobbered. I'm just going to have to start going. I'm just going to start breaking down games like I normally do. And when I feel like I love a team, I pick the no, opposite no, way. Because you know what's going to happen. You're going to lose that and, uh, game and you're just going to be so in your own head and go, now what the hell do I do? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's seriously at, at this point with just how bad. And again, it was last year and this is a new year. And thankfully, I'm only down one nothing on the bet board and not two because he didn't take Vandy. But um, I got to I gotta get it going. I'm not going to be talking to those games. If you guys saw my notes, the Vandy Hawaii game, it was a total pass for me. The only reason it ever became a discussion is because you we and Ryan it. were acting like it was a guaranteed win. And I go, whoa, 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 whoa. That makes hey, me I wonder. I thought it was too. That, that, no, that, that's my point is, is I'm going, wait a minute. You guys are so confident. This is obvious. It's obvious to you. Hawaii. Okay. I kind of want Vandy now. That's the only reason. It was strictly because of you guys. So maybe I didn't you have should trust your gut more, Tyler. I, no, no. That's bad news. That's a great point for the kids out there. Don't force anything, even if it's like that. Only See, go with the great, best stuff. 
we're great markers for, for you, for when you're trying to fade the public, if Smitty and I are just like, like drooling over that to, to you, that should be, uh, you know, alarms going off I'm sticking in, in to my head. guns. I'm sticking to my guns. I got to make bets <laughs> with more than that. But, uh, yeah. Cause here's yeah, the thing. Well, if they would have won, it's like that. Then you guys are like, see, see 11. <laughs> it should have been. See, it's just like, no. So. I don't think that I'm ever like, uh, I know that, uh, like, you know, we, we have some fun ribbing each other when we get wins, but I don't think I ever come in like with like a total, like, see, I was right. You were wrong attitude. No, when no, I win no. Games. I don't think that you ever do that. That's actually not what I'm accusing you of. If that's what it sounds like, what I accuse you of is when you see a line acting like it is the most asinine line you've ever seen. Right. And it's like, but cause what's that set? What's that saying in, in a roundabout way is the entire sports betting market sees some I see something the entire sports betting market doesn't and I think right. I'm going to be correct more than 55% of the time about whatever it is right, right. so it's just so like like uh uh, uh I mean I don't want to it's it's just very Narcissistic. It's, just not, it's, it's not a very humble approach right like every, I think a very uh, I think a, a fundamental personality trait that a lot of sports bettors have to have is being humble because not when not one winning sports better I know talks like people talk on Twitter where it's easy or these lines are crazy or this is everything's always slightly layered. It's everything should, you know, not, not ever too high, not ever too low. And so like talking about lines in that, in that way, that's what I'm talking about is when you see a line, you go, this is crazy. This is, if it's crazy, people with millions of dollars to do this for a living would have hammered it into a line. That's not so crazy. So ask yourself next time, is it crazy or are you the one who's crazy for something? And, And this is what I, you know, I hear Phil Steele, or a pro football focus representative say something about whatever it is, a college football uh, uh, opinion about rankings or, or whatever it is. And if I don't agree with them, what I say is interesting. Like, where am I wrong? Like, what am I, what are they seeing that I'm missing? And I do more homework, right? What I don't say is, oh, they're crazy. That's crazy. I don't agree with that, right? So that's my point is approaching this a little bit less of, you know, oh, this is, you know, and, and a little bit more of, huh. That's interesting. What what are we missing here? You know, let's kind of work through this a little bit. That's what I'm accusing you of. (laughs) So this was my, this, the Nebraska game was my last, uh, my last effort at trying to prove that your, your hatred for the rivalry with Nebraska was factored into your betting. And actually the the game that you finally pick on them, then I'm, I am going to probably hammer that. That might be my biggest bet of the year, <laughs> knowing, knowing that you're willing to bet on Nebraska because you actually see the value in it. Right. Um, because we all know how much you hate Nebraska and Colorado State and teams like that. And there was still a part of me that was like, like I know Tyler looks at these from a, from a gambling professional perspective, but you're still such a, you know, you, you do have real hatred for those teams. And I was like, man, he's got to be blinded by that a little bit. Oh, and obviously hey. that wasn't the case. So <laughs> but, I may but, have to just, uh, you, know, you know, give that one up. Eventually, I got to the point where that that just didn't bug me because losing enough games with that stuff, like trust me, it just it's almost like you just get beaten India after a while. It's like you know what? I feel like I'm going through that now. Yeah. <laughs> I think you confused me and Tyler because I'm finding it very hard to even talk positively about Nebraska. <laughs> I hated seeing all the red. Yeah, it was gross. Could not handle it. I hate Scott Frost's dumb face. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> Don't take your betting opinions from me. He does have a very dumb face. That has to factor into the handicapping. <laughs> you know what's funny is like I actually like I, I feel like 
I ended up rooting for a guy like that who came back to the school to like save it. It was in. And so like, cause that's gotta be, nothing could be more brutal. Obviously it's hard enough to go to a job and, and fail so much that you get fired, but to do it at your alma mater where before you were beloved and everyone was begging you to come there, like that's brutal just for anyone. Like I wouldn't wish that even on, you know, anyone except for Urban Meyer, maybe. So, <laughs> See, so, you have it too, Will. <laughs> but like, so I actually feel bad for him. It's not even that I like Nebraska. It's that like, part of me is rooting for a guy like that to actually succeed and pull that off at his alma mater because obviously it, it matters to him. It's more than just even like regular, you know, like there there is an emotional aspect there for him. Right, right. But uh, even, wow. either way, I mean, look, just a fantastic, uh, fantastic, you know, week zero and we have week one games and lot by the way, like, of games, lot of action, uh, lot so many games. action. We're, we're going to be breaking those down on Wednesday. And so uh, I'm loving this new format we have here. We record on Sundays and, and then we, we yes. break down the, the other games on Wednesday. Um, and so I'm really excited about, about this moving forward. And I just can't wait for week one because it's going to be so huge. And we got our uh, championship, the bracket food championship is next week. So we're going to end right. that. It's uh chili versus brats. Yeah. Epic, I mean, honestly, epic, give me both. Yeah, epic final. An epic final for sure. So, yeah, uh, yeah again, uh, if you're not following us on, on social media yet, you should uh, at CFB underscore pod on Twitter and at Culture Ball Tailgate on Instagram. Um, like and subscribe. And the other thing you can do that really helps the show is to uh, to give us a, a like a five-star review, whether it's on Spotify or, you know, Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Uh, that's very helpful for the show. And uh, we are growing and, and it's all because of, you know, our listeners and people doing things like that. And so we really appreciate it. But uh, tune in for yeah, it's the certainly show not because your picks. That's not why we're growing. For God's <laughs> no, sakes. If anything. Well, you know what? It could be that people people love watching someone fail. So maybe it is actually why. <laughs> That's true. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, definitely tune in for our show Wednesday. We're looking forward to it. We got all the week one games uh, to break down. And yeah, it's going to be huge. So uh, thanks. Thanks as always for listening, guys. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you.